hey What's up? Your boy Ruby Rube back with DJ Khaled. Hit him again with another one. This last week filled with all types of shenanigans, all types of fun. Had uh, Monday through Friday off. And we went to Disneyland. Yippee! California Adventure. Yay! Venice Beach. Hurrah! And WrestleMania. Yep. We went to WrestleMania. Me and my son. WrestleMania 39 in Inglewood. Um, the commercial or the hashtag, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, description said it was WrestleMania Hollywood. But while I was there, I've come to learn that the venue, SoFi Stadium, is in Inglewood. And I don't know how these damn cities work. Inglewood is inside Los Angeles. Hollywood is inside Los Angeles. I don't I don't know how that stuff works. But either way, WrestleMania, Southern California, Los Angeles, Hollywood, Inglewood, whatever the location it was. It was in SoFi Stadium. You ever been there? It's pretty nice. But uh, yeah, I spoke about how I was able to earn this trip via uh, checking my impulses, not mindlessly consuming alcohol. I've been able to save 1,700 something dollars over the course of 500 and something days. I don't have those exact figures in front of me, but we're talking ballpark. That's good enough for now. So I saved quite a bit of money. And with that money, I was able to redirect what would have been spent on alcohol. And I redirected it and bought some WrestleMania tickets and a nice beachfront hotel for my wife and daughter to stay at while me and my son attend WrestleMania. And that beachfront hotel was in the world-famous Venice Beach. Ever been there? You know what? You would probably like it. We got there Sunday. Sunday at about, I don't know, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, something like that. And, yeah, beautiful day. Beautiful southern, sunny, southern California day. And we pulled up. We had, we had to, of course, uh, brave through the 405 Los Angeles traffic. Yeah, that's something that'll delay you. So, got a plan for that. So, that's something that I took into account when estimating, thanks to my Googling, my advanced Googling skills. Um, thank the heavens above for all the brilliant minds that account for the traffic, the directions. To hell with MapQuest, right? Remember those back in the day when you had to print out your directions? Heaven forbid you missed a turn because... Man, you are now lost. That's That was the days when you had to pull over and talk to the, your nearest gas station attendant. But not anymore. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus, for all the technology and all the innovation that allows me to go from point A to point B in relative ease. So I'm grateful for, grateful for that. Um, grateful for my car that got us from point A to point B. In, in comfortableness, in efficiency, and that I didn't have to, you know, 
plan a month's worth of traveling on a covered wagon, and in which case half of my family would die from from uh, some type of flu. Yep, I've played Oregon Trail. I know how those things used to work back in the day, but uh-uh, not me. Me and my family can can drive from my house to Southern California in five hours in air-conditioned. In an air-conditioned car with cruise control. And a nice, comfortable ride on inflated tires. So, that, that, that was nice. Um, man, for as much as what could have went wrong, nothing went wrong. Everything went right. Smooth sailing. Hashtag blessed. How, how awesome is it that when you go on a trip, plan for a trip, everything goes right. You know, let's say, you know, you're going on a flight. How many things can go wrong that can even prevent you from making it to the gate and catching that flight? How many things could have went wrong on our car trip getting us from point A to point B? Millions upon millions of things could have went wrong. But, you know, I'm, I'm covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. And my my way was was made. Everything went right. So that that is a, a huge blessing. And now that I'm now that our safe passage was granted and we're down in Venice Beach. I was able to uh, get us that oceanfront beach in Venice, and right from the get-go, right when we get there, there man, there's live music. There is a lot of just you know people. Um, a beautiful ocean beach day, but me and my son, we weren't able to enjoy it for too long because we had to make our way to WrestleMania. No big deal. In Hollywood, in Los Angeles, in Inglewood, SoFi Stadium. Let's go. So we arrive in Venice Beach, as I've already mentioned. We drop our bags off and luggage. And me and my son catch an Uber to SoFi Stadium. But it wasn't all peaches and cream. It wasn't all rainbows and butterflies. There was some stress involved. Some needless stress that I I put on myself. And you know what? There were some lessons learned. Some lessons that I already... I already knew how to act. I already knew what I was going to be facing. But, man, when you, when you are in the presence of chaos... I don't know, sometimes you can just lose your shit, right? But I try to keep on a brave face. And the stress that was caused was on my own behalf because... I got the email uh, via my Ticketmaster. I don't know. However, however, I brought the tickets. I created some type of profile, and I was like, "Hey, WrestleMania! This is what you need to know before you get there." And I just, you know, kind of ha- haphazardly looked at the information, and I was like, "Hey, don't worry about it. I got this." But if I would have actually looked at the content in which that email was, you know, doing their part to inform me so that I can have a stress-free event day. They did their part, 
but I did not do my part. I was like, yes, I, I, I know this. Thanks. Thanks, Ticketmaster. Thanks, WrestleMania. I got this. But it turns out that the show started at 4.30, which in reality, it didn't start till 5. I wish they would have put that. But I thought that the doors open at 4.30. No, I was wrong. The doors open at 2.30. And I didn't account for and plan to arrive, you know, in Venice until about, you know, 2 o'clock. And because I travel with, with kids, now we have to pit stop, right? So... We must have pit stopped for a little bit longer. I don't know. Things went smooth. We got to Venice about, I don't know, 1.45, 2.15. And then we have to offload the luggage more time. And then we have to go park the car more time. And now we have to account for an Uber more time. Next thing you know, time is running out. And you know, time is a luxury. I hate to rush. I want to arrive with a, with a wisp in my hair. No stress, and just arrive just fully there and present. Uh, That's, I don't know, for the most part, I'd say I was almost there, but not quite. And if I'm going to keep it real with y'all, I was stressed. I was stressed because I thought we were going to have to rush to WrestleMania, in which I paid a ton of money for these tickets. And the last thing that I want to do is Rush, right? I hate rushing. So there I am trying to keep a brave face, trying to maintain my composure, trying to keep cool. But indeed, I am a little bit rushing and I'm a little bit annoyed. And you know what? The Uber driver and the LA traffic and all the people, what could have been a adventure. I was trying to try my best. And you know what? When you're in the back of an Uber and with COVID, the last thing you want to do is, is audibly be taking deep breaths in the back of an Uber. Right? So I'm trying to silence my, my breathing. I'm trying to silence my self-soothing. And meanwhile, you know, this tension is just building up. Even though, you know what? In the Uber app, it shows you your estimated time of arrival. Our estimated time of arrival was going to be like like 3.40, which gave us, you know, some time, in which case I estimated we would have to wait in a security line. I don't know how long that was going to take. I don't know how long that line was going to be. Was it going to be wrapped around the block? In which case I'd have to spend another 45 minutes in a line trying to get patted down. Uh, trying to get patted down to make it through security? I don't know. So therefore, because time is of the essence, and I don't know how long this line for security is going to be, I start to stress. I'm like, man, I'm going to have to rush from this Uber and walk fast slash sprint into the security line so me and my son can make it to our seats in time for the opening show. Because once again, paid, I, I paid, a, paid a large sum for these damn WrestleMania tickets. So I don't want to rush, but there I am in the back of the Uber. And you know, prior to that, 
you know, these these uh, these phones, these apps, these networks. When they work, they work great. They're brilliant. But when you start to feel that pressure of time working against you and the stress building up, man, when you click on a little prompt and the, the, the little loading wheel starts spinning and spinning and spinning, you're like, man, of all the time for these things to crap out and not work, why now? Now my, my blessing is turning into a curse. Why me? Man, it's funny how these things can can turn on you. Your your perception. You know, it was all smooth sailing and blessings and thankfulness and gratitude and arriving easily on time and looking forward to a great day. To stress, worry, anxiety, missing out. Man. And I knew that I was doing it to myself. And I did the best to like, man, just let it go. You will arrive in God's perfect, perfect timing. You will arrive with exactly when you're supposed to. But nevertheless, when you want things to go your way. And they don't. All of these little blessings turn into obstacles. All this damn traffic, which would have given you the luxury to look outside the window at all of the beachgoers, the tourists, the people traveling, you know, the families, all the wacky people. Now they're just all in your way. Get out of my way. I got WrestleMania to go to. Man, right? When the world doesn't revolve around you to serve you. Man, you know, hey, everyone has places to go. This is all all in my own head. Fascinating. So we end up we ended up getting there with plenty of time to spare. And the security measures at SoFi Stadium, me and my son just walked through. We scanned on our phones or on my phone the tickets and we were just in. I did notice that there was no pat downs. There was no waving of a wand to de- detect guns, knives, nunchucks, brass knuckles, none of that. I did, however, notice that we walked through some type of contraption. There was some security agents there. Uh, I don't know. They were just like monitoring a screen. And I don't even know what, what we walked through, but there was some sensors on it, some cameras, some x-rays. I don't know. There's probably pictures of my genitals somewhere that some security guard screenshot took a photo of and send it to the paparazzi. Yeah, you know, I have like 500 followers on Instagram, so I'm kind of a big deal. And so now we made it effortlessly through security. And now, you know, we have time to spare. And then I thought to myself, hey, good job, Rube. You raised your stress hormones, your cortisol levels, and you, you had beads of sweat in that hot ass Uber. For no reason at all other than you couldn't just be cool, man. Why? And, and so that that is a trip. Um, I, I always analyze situations, how I feel, why I feel, and the things that I can do when you know needless suffering is presented to me. 
Hey, you know, sometimes we we just we voluntarily place that on ourselves. Like, hey, it's kind of like we're we're at a dinner party, and you know, there's those butlers or the or the the chefs, the the hosts, and they have a a tray. They have a tray of hors d'oeuvres, appetizers. Someone comes up to you like, hey, uh, here on this tray, I'm offering some worry, some anxiety, some suffering. And then you're, you take it like, oh, yeah, hey, I'm choosing some suffering right now. I'm choosing some anxiety. Yeah, let me swallow that down. Let me try this on for a size. Even though you know that it's not good for you, it's not going to do you anything. And I don't know where I heard this little old adage, this saying, probably from a movie or a Seinfeld episode, but worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but doesn't get you anywhere. Right? Makes sense. Yeah, you're you're doing something. It's not doing anything for you. It's not it's not advancing your cause. Gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. And that's what I always do. I'm in, imagine me in the back of an Uber, LA traffic, WrestleMania tickets burning through my pocket, me and my son, and I'm just sweating. Like, damn. I wish I would have planned a little bit more time. But none of that happened. So it was all in my head. It was all for nothing other than to maybe uh, take a few hours away from my life. That that stress just brought me sooner to a grave. But we made it through. All of that worry, anxiety was cast aside now we have the luxury of time. Now I'm feeling light. And me and my son were soaking it in. Man, SoFi Stadium, what a gargantuan behemoth of a venue. It's like indoor, outdoor. Recently built and made and constructed with all of the latest technology. All of the finest everything that you can imagine that a, a stadium would be would be made of. In other words, it was badass. So we decide to go and at least find the section of where we're going to be sitting because it's a big ass stadium. And there was, uh, I think, eighty one thousand people there. So it was so big that eighty one thousand people can comfortably be seated. And so the first thing that we decided to do was go and find our seats, at least a section. So we're walking, looking, absorbing, soaking in the scene. It was a beautiful day. I don't know the temperature, but it was gorgeous. They have some type of clear, uh, some, some, some type of like diffused ceiling to where you feel like you're outdoors. It's hella bright, but you're not burning in the, in the, in the sun, so I appreciated that because we were we were in the sun, but the roofing material looks like it's outdoors and it diffuses the sun, so you're not baking and melting and sweltering. And there was a nice breeze, which turned out to be a little bit frigid towards the end of end of the night, but that was accounted for. And we brought some sweaters. Um. So we found our seats. There was some DJ playing on a Jumbotron. 
WWE music. He he was he was going hard, as, as the youngsters would say. He had an awesome, like uh, retro throwback handlebar mustache. He looked pretty cool. And you were able from where we were we were sitting. We we had good seats. We weren't close. We weren't far, but we were right in a sweet spot. And we were able to see the where the superstars would walk out. We were able to see the stage. We were able to see, you know, obviously the, the, the big screen TVs that everyone can see. Those are obvious. So from where we were seeing, we had a great view of the whole show that was, was going to be coming. So because we had time, we had the luxury to go walk around and explore a, a little bit. And the first thing that we go do is go buy some swag. Right, I got some of this, this, uh, this money that I saved from not drinking alcohol to burn to go spend. And what better way to invest it other than buy some WWE merch? So we waited in, in uh, you know, relative short line for as many people that were there. My son picked out a, a Logan Paul T-shirt. Some uh, big, a big gold chain with a WWE Hollywood star on it. He's gonna be hanging that on his wall. Uh, WrestleMania, I was there. Pin for his little uh, lanyard, his his Disneyland pin lanyard. He was proudly wearing that all week. Then we got a a hot dog, some popcorn, French fries, soda. You know, typical. Typical uh, big event meal. And, you know, the, the kids these days call hot dogs glizzies. I find that hilarious. So I was like, hey, son, let's go get some glizzies and, you know, go eat them down at our seats. And that's what we did. We ate our glizzies in our seats. And as the show started, you know, we were excited. There was the energy, the crowd, the spectacle, the circus that W that the WWE universe encompasses, and we were just emerged in it. The first match, I'm not gonna take you through every single match, but the first match was particularly extraordinary because it was Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, man, if you don't know him, give him a Google. He's terrifying, a real life monster. And this guy who he who he wrestled or fought, I don't know what you call it, who he acted with, was this guy named uh, Osmos or something like that. But yeah, he's seven foot four, like four hundred and fifty pounds. And Brock Lesnar's is not a tiny man, so there was two Goliaths inside the ring. And there's something there's something uh, intrinsically. Uh, captivating about that just seeing two men go at it even though we know that it's acting even though we know that it's fake and scripted and and we know that there is already a predetermined victor at the end of it we just eat it up and just seeing these guys and their sizes you know, slap the shit out of each other, slam each other, and just, uh, I don't know, it, it's 
It's fascinating to watch. People eat it up. Nom, 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 nom. Mm, Brock Lesnar. Nom, nom. He's, he's huge. Nom, nom, nom. We eat it up. With the blood. We eat it up like biscuits and gravy. Finger licking. I know it's not for everyone, but I don't know. If you were to see these guys up close doing what they do, how can you turn away? I don't know. It's fascinating. Anyways, I like it. I like it for the most part. It's not like I tune in every single week. But I I have that that Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, WrestleMania slam ingrained in my DNA. That that heavily impacted me as a little kid. So these days it's it's still fascinating. It's still, as I mentioned before, a circus. And to make a long story short, the match was great, and Brock Lesnar has this, uh, this I don't know, this signature move that he does. It's, it's called an F5, and it is um, the F5 is a hurricane rate, or is how you rate hurricanes, kind of like the Richter scale is how you rate earthquakes. You know, a earthquake on the Richter Richter scale of one is going to be nothing, but a Richter scale of 10, man, that is devastation right there. That is collapsing of buildings, infrastructure, bridges, everything is just going to be ruined. Now, when it comes to measuring a tornado, the F5, that is just the biggest tornado. And it's funny because the way Brock Lesnar executes this move, he has the person over his shoulders and he's has him in like a headlock on one arm, legs on the other, and then he spins him hella fast and then slams him down. Which is funny because in reality, if someone did that to you, all you have to do is just put your arms out and you will stop the sl- being slammed on your face. But this is not reality. This is the WWE universe. And w- once Brock Lesnar hits you with that F5, it's a wrap. So, Brock Lesnar picks the guy up. Meanwhile, he's seven foot three or seven foot four, four hundred and fifty pounds. Right? Just imagine that. That that's a huge lift. And Brock Lesnar picks him up, and he's standing, and he hits him with his F five. Crowd goes wild. Rolls him over on his back. One, two, three. He wins. Fireworks, loud music, smoke, lasers, ka-chow. Right? The the WWE Universe just erupts. Bravo. Standing ovation. And me and my son were just sitting back with our glizzies, our soda pop, and popcorn. And we're, you know, we're engaged in the in the cheering and the the back and forth. Uh, it's funny. There, we were sitting amongst some people who were on the die-hard end of the spectrum, and I don't know. There's like grown grown men, adults, cheering for these wrestlers with like passion. And I want to like you know go up to them and and ask them like, hey. Or I, I don't really want to ruin their bubble, but I'm honestly curious. With the intensity that they cheer for these people, I'm like, man, 
you know that this is fake, right? Did anyone tell you that? Like the the way that they cheer, they're some of them are cussing at the wrestlers, and we're we're hella far away. And I'm like, dude, they can't hear you. And it's like you're just looking silly. I don't know. It it was confusing. Um, but to end that. And to end this podcast, we had a great time at WrestleMania. My son, my son woke up early and stood up the whole car ride and ate, you know, candy and other types of of crappy food. Didn't really have a, a real meal the whole time because he was excited. Um, but towards the end of the match or the end of the, the whole WrestleMania... He started to get a little bit, you know, like Sandlot-y, where he ate too much, his stomach is rumbling, uh, rumbling, the food isn't agreeing with his body, and because he stood up, you know, for so long, it started to get to him, and it started to get a little bit cold, and he was I, I, he was starting to, to get squirmy, and squirmish, and he was getting restless, and I was like, hey, do you want to go? He's like, yeah, Dad. Sorry, I'm not feeling feeling the best. So he was tired. The food wasn't sitting right in his stomach, and he was starting to get cold. And I was starting to to as well get cold. So I was like, all right, I'm not gonna make him suffer for any longer than what he needs to. After all, I am there for him, and we we did what we came to do. We had a great time. We were. You know, we got to spend some quality time together. It was fun. Good times. WrestleMania. I would go and check it out again. I don't know. Maybe I would. Maybe I wouldn't. But we had fun. The main point was spending time with my son doing something awesome. So hopefully he will remember that that time for many years to come. I know I will. So, in the meantime, thank you for listening, tuning in. If you made it to the end, how about a follow? How about a like? How about a subscribe? Help out your boy. Maybe I could. I'm not going to quit my day job so far, but hey, who knows? Maybe one of these days. Until next time, onward. Always onward.